calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover. And you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. It's time for another weekly mega event. Mm. It's the IGN UK podcast. Let's get loose. Emma, oh. Joe, are we yeah. feeling loose? I'm I, feeling loose. I feel too early to be loose. Like, usually I'm, it takes me till about 12 pm, I'd say, mm-hmm. to feel truly loose. We're, we're at 10 to 11, we're recording this. So it's an early, or maybe we'll still have some of that, you know, I know you have. <laughs> I was gonna say yeah, you, you have some sort of manic dreams. Maybe they'll transfer into this. I don't know. Manic I don't know if you dreams. did have manic dreams last night. I very rarely remember my dreams, but when I do, they are absolutely bonkers. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can, that doesn't. I don't think that'll surprise anyone. No, they're really weird. Yeah. And they're very rarely mm. disturbing. Just like, just enough to make you question yourself. That's that's yeah. that's the level of dream I go for. On do you ever have ones with like people you haven't thought about in like fifteen years? Or like. Why, why, why am I think? Why, why am I dreaming about? You? Not even like you know people you know, but just celebrities you haven't thought of in like fifteen years. <laughs> like, <laughs> what's going on? Like, who? I don't know. I, I, as soon as you say, it, I can't think of. Is an this because you're thinking of sitcoms <laughs> at the moment? Well, there was the one I think I um, tweeted it out maybe a year ago. It was a particularly bizarre dream. So I'm the same. I don't really remember them mm. unless they're odd. But I was house hunting. And I was just, as me, house hunting, looking around houses, some nice houses, until one time, the first time I saw a mirror in the house, and I looked in the mirror, and I was actually Joe Pesci. <laughs> wow. That's, That's a great like dream. Who is about half the size of me, so it's odd. To, That's like some yeah. John Malkovich shit. It's like you're wandering yeah. about, your consciousness is intact, but you are piloting Joe Pesci around. Mm-hmm. Do you get Joe Pesci's money in that situation? Do you have his wallet? I don't know. I think I was just me, but I looked like Joe Pesci. (laughs) That's a shame. (laughs) But like Goodfellas, Joe Pesci. Another similar one was when I... uh, I I used to have these sort of dreams all the time, and they're horrible, the ones where you're trying to get to a place you can never get there, because the trains are... Like, Mm. you can just never get to where you're trying to go. Um, Says a lot about your life. Very deeply. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's (laughs) deep there, isn't it? But there was one where I was trying to get to my mate's house, who only lives probably about half an hour away, and I just couldn't get there, and I finally got there, and I rung the doorbell. And it was Joe Pesci. 
It wasn't Joe Petty. It was Nick Hewer from <laughs> the DIYS. Oh no, that's yeah. I'm thinking of no, uh, from Nick Knowles. Nick Knowles. <laughs> no, from the Apprentice and Countdown. And he just said, and he just went, uh, yeah. He doesn't live here anymore. And, I, and the dream ended. Oh, <laughs> wow. I had a series oh, yeah. of dreams when I was younger that uh, of being pushed off of tall places, but the 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 difference was <laughs> that, that was it was horrible. it was always the same two friends who were pushing me off. <laughs> Oh, no. oh my god! And I really like them. They're both really nice guys. I don't know. You're still friends. They haven't betrayed you. Not that I'm aware of, unless they've been working behind yeah. the scenes. Yeah, yeah. John Owen Richard. Have you ever dreamed of Nick Hewer or Nick Knowles? Maybe I can't say I have. Sorry to disappoint Missing you. Yeah. It would have yeah, been an incredible fine. coincidence if you. Had. Yeah. yeah. You're just like yeah, um, Jesus. If you have no idea who those people are, uh, especially Nick Hewer, because you are not from the UK, uh, don't worry, we're going to have something very UK-centric coming up later oh, on this podcast yeah, yeah, that yeah. you may well be lost on, so we apologise. But all, as always, there's plenty of good stuff coming. Um, it's actually a bit of a slow week. We've got a few little updates of what we've been playing and watching. And we've got like a couple. We thought we'd just have a little bit of a feature week. We've got some new features coming up, so we'll, we'll get to those. But first, Emma, I believe you've been playing the big new Apex Legends update. I have been. I really like it. Um, I always do this thing with Apex where I'll buy the Battle Pass and then just stop playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, casual. It's because you've, yeah. you've achieved something. It's exactly. Like, I bought yeah. it. I got those like those skins in Tier 1. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, so I sort of started playing again, like trying to finish off all the Battle Pass right before the new season started. Um, but the new season is actually really good and I'm enjoying it. So I'm I've been playing um, since it came out, and there's some some cool new stuff. So we've got a new legend who's Seer, um, and he's kind of like if you've played Apex before, he's kind of like Bloodhound. He's like a tracker. Um, mm-hmm. So his passive, like if you aim down sights, you can like kind of hear and visualize the heartbeats of like nearby enemies. Um, okay. So he's really good for like just finding other people. On these like he, massive maps, would you say he's more useful than Bloodhound? Because I never played as Bloodhound, but always had a Bloodhound on my team, and they're very useful. Like, is does Seer help the other team members out? Is it purely for him? Oh yeah, for sure. So I really like Bloodhound as well. Um, but I have switched to Seer, and so far I'm having a pretty good time. Like, I play duos usually. Um, so right now our sort of combo is Seer and Valkyrie. So it's like. Mm-hmm. If you don't see anyone, you've got like my abilities as Seer, where I can just like sniff them out if they're nearby. Um, and if we're too far away from anyone, you've got Valkyrie who can literally just like fly up into the air and then spot people. Um, mm-hmm. so it's great. Yeah. Just for hunting people down. Cause I find like, especially on the larger map, World's Edge, you kind of want, um, yeah, like it's so spread out and massive that it can be like ages until you actually come across someone. And I hate that. I hate the downtime. Um, so it's great. Yeah. Like, Sierra is perfect for being like aggressive, which I really like. And I just think in any battle royale game as well, like information, knowing where people is, is the key to winning. Really, isn't it? You can be the best shooter in the world, but if you don't know someone's behind you, it's just done. Aren't, so aren't people exactly. already those sort of aren't people already quite upset with Seer because of that ability? Like, I think there's yes. people complaining, <laughs> yeah, right? Is yeah. it too powerful? Yeah. He's he's a bit too good. Um, yeah. So like, I think also. Everyone is picking Seer right now as well because he's so good. Um, so when you're actually in an area where you've got like maybe two or three different like squads, it's just like so much going on on the screen. 
Um, cause his tactical will have like, it's sort of like a little cone that goes ahead of you and it will summon these like little micro drone type things. Um, and that will sort of set off this blast. Um, and it will like reveal people that are around. Um, and the cooldown for that's only like 30 seconds. Um, which isn't that long actually. Like if you're in a fight that like goes really quickly. Mm. Um, and then you've got his ult as well. So you put down this like little sphere box thing. And uh, that's got drones in it as well. And that will, like, reveal all the enemies that are, like, within that, like, area. So it has this, like, big mm-hmm. dome thing that comes up. And having, like, two or three Zeers together all using their abilities is yeah, just, like, mad. manic. <laughs> There's <laughs> so much going on. Um, but, yeah, like, when I've been playing with Seer, we've been doing pretty well. Uh, no mm-hmm. wins, unfortunately. We came second yesterday, which made You'll me really sad. But, yeah, like... I can see why people are a little bit uh, upset with Seer because he's very fun to play, but not so fun to play against. Yeah, that's always the case, isn't it? With new, I'm sure they'll balance it out eventually. Like Apex, I think, historically have done a good job of balancing it. I don't feel... Well, there maybe have been characters been a bit too much, but they have quickly addressed that, so hopefully they do that. And I don't know, I always look at Apex and I think maybe... Because when it came out, I did play it quite a bit, for a few months and then Warzone came out and it just took over as my battle royale of choice. I do look at it and go, oh, it's very nice. I do love the shooting. It's very colourful, which I appreciate. Like what, why is now a good time to jump back in? Do you think? I think whenever you've got a new character, it's always fun. Um, there's also mm-hmm. a new weapon, which I really like. Um, it's called the Rampage. So it's got a cool name already. Um, <laughs> it's an LMG. And, uh, what I really like about it is it uses, uh, heavy ammo. And like, there are a few other heavy guns in the game, but this one feels like especially heavy. Like when you're holding down like mouse one, every shot feels like really weighty and like just, it has like a really positive feel to it, um, which I love about it. So I've been using that as well. And I just like LMGs in general, LMGs and assault rifles. That's my kind of, yeah, I'm, I'm never jam. into LMGs. I like being a bit. I just find they slow me down. I, I'm a assault rifle or, or SMG, like especially in actually. To be fair, Apex is probably one of the games I do use LMGs because I used to like. I just think the Spitfire is great, and I did use the Devotion quite a bit. Devotion but... is amazing with turbocharger. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'll jump back in. I don't know. I don't know if that's enough. Like I jumped back in a few months ago when they added. What was it? Was it Arena's the three B three mode? Is that what it's called? Yeah, that was in the last. And I season. enjoyed that for a few days, but then I kind of saw the cracks in it quite quickly and got a little bored of it. So I think I might have deleted Apex again. But maybe I'll download it again. Who knows? Give I it a know. go. Go on. I officially. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if either of you use the GG app, which is basically letterboxed for games, which I mm-hmm. love. Uh, I, I'm afraid to say I officially moved Apex into my my abandoned section. The other day, I was like, I just can't see myself going back. Cause mm-hmm. even Warzone, I'm a little bit tired of now. I'm just, I haven't got, I haven't found a battle royale to, to occupy me for a little while. I'm wondering whether we're going to see more or whether that trend is like tailing I off. I feel like a few have tried, haven't they? So like Hapers, oh, Hyperscape, uh, Hyperscape kind of came and went, didn't really do much. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I know what you mean. I feel like if you're going to release a Battle Royale now with Fortnite, Warzone, Apex still being massive games, mm-hmm. it needs to be something special, doesn't it? Like, there's a rumoured maybe Battlefield will do one after 2042 launches. Like, 
they have the pedigree. I don't. I just do don't one. think they should. I think it's just at the point where it's like yeah. Battlefield should just focus on the thing people want, which is Battlefield. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. I'm, yeah. I am interested in the fact that there was that little thing found in the files for Halo Infinite that said Battle Royale, and I'm like, I don't know if I need it, but I would quite no. like to try it because that is that is further on the apex side of things where it's like shields and a lot more defense like a lot more time to kill and i wonder whether that Mm -hmm. makes it a bit more up my street like a bit more dynamic and a bit more forgiving on just the situational awareness stuff like those are the bits like when we get killed straight away in warzone which happens relatively quickly a lot of the time you go like there is a bit of me where I'm just like, this is a fucking waste of time. Like, why did I even bother turning turning this match on? Um, but then when you do really well, it's great. So they are, they are bringing 50v50 back in a new mode soon, Joe. So it is good shit, to be fair. To shine. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if I need another shooting Battle Royale. Because, like, yeah, I think Warzone is, is, is what I want from it. So hmm. I think, um, surprisingly, that Hunter's Arena Legends is on PS Plus this month. And I've seen some people say it's actually quite good. I don't even know what that is. Surprising. To- it's the one we did mention it briefly when it was on I think it was in the state of play. It's that weird like melee almost fighting game battle royale. Oh. Look I- it up. You'll know it when you'll see it as soon as oh, you'll see yeah, it. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I do know which I've heard one. Some you people mean, yeah. say it's actually quite good fun. So But then there's know, at the same on. time as that, there's that Naraka Blade point, which everyone says is wicked as mm. well. So I'm like, I don't know what I'm pl- gonna bloody do with that battle royale. Come on guys. Yeah. It's a lot of choice. It's too much. <laughs> exactly. Maybe it is time for a new genre to enter the arena. Could this genre be the dodgeball simulator? Because not only this year have we had Knockout City, which is a very fun game. I don't know if anyone here has played Knockout City. I played it for a bit very and went, fun. I'm shit at this, and turned it off. <laughs> I initially was, but then once you learn how to, like, the key is passing, which I don't, you know, maybe isn't natural in a dodgeball thing to pass it around. But it, it's good once you get good at it, I think. Um, but also, I've been playing Dodgeball Academia, which is kind of... It's a dodgeball game, but it's the complete opposite of what Knockout City is, which is a PvP game. This is a kind of small RPG in the vein of like a golf story, if you've played that. Mm. It's just like a nice, pleasant sports RPG game. And it's kind of what I wanted the Mario Golf story mode to be and what they kind of used to be, which is you're a kid, turns up at a dodgeball academy, and you're trying to rise your way to the top, and you're playing dodgeball. And the dodgeball itself is fine. It's almost... It is dodgeball, but it's almost kind of a fighting game. So you've got like, you know, obviously got a catchable, but you have counters and characters have special moves and you're trying to build your team up and you collect items that give you boosts and you have coins you can buy stuff. So it is, it has genuinely got RPG elements to it, which is what I like. It's not just a simple story game. And yeah, I've only played, I've only played about an hour of it so far. It's on Game Pass, so you can play it for free and check it out. But it's very pleasant so far. I really like the art style of it. It's, it's almost like a, like a weekend morning cartoon style. It's like a 3D kind of, it's a 3D world, but all the characters are 2D. They look like, I'd, so I'd never heard of this before you started talking about it. I've just looked it up. Yeah. It reminds me of like Fairly Odd Parents or something, that style. It does. It's got that cartoon <laughs> network thing. And I don't know if anyone ever played these, but it reminds me, I have a really soft spot, probably on like the turn of the millennium online, like the Cartoon Network's games page had some good games oh, on there online. Yeah. And they like there was some I can't remember they were almost like adventure games they had that like summer camps I can't remember what they're called it almost has that sort of vibe to it and I don't know it's kind of it's it's just really pleasant it's it's not the most like so far 
it's not the most challenging gameplay it's not the most exciting gameplay but it's, it's just very nice the music's nice and it just has a cast of bizarre characters like my best friend at the moment is um balloony who is just like a character who's got a blue balloon as a head basically <laughs> And I'm I'm just a boy, and he's a, a balloon head. And there's a a purple gorilla who's kind of the school bully a bit. He's the he's the best there. Uh, it's all just it's, it's kind of pleasantly quirky. So, and like I said, it's I think it's about it's definitely on PlayStation. I'm not sure if it's on Switch. I should look that up. Um, but it is on Game Pass. So if you want a free game to check out this weekend. I'd say it's very nice. It is on Switch. There we go. Oh, and I, do you know I didn't realise this. I have to preface this. It is a Humble Bundle game, which is a <laughs> company owned by Sif Davis, the company that owns IGN. So there we go. I have to preface any critical opinion by saying it is a Humble Bundle game. But He's been paid. I didn't even know He's that until paid. two seconds. <laughs> He's been paid. I didn't paid. even know that until two seconds ago. Pitchforks so out, boys. Let's get it. <laughs> I am such a shill for dodgeball games. You it's are. unbelievable. That is actually true, though. I think if you, I think if you could be a shill for dodgeball games, you would do it. I think is that's your a, only weakness. A lot of money in that in being a shill for dodgeball. Could games. be if we keep getting them, mate. Maybe it's the know. new battle royale. Yeah. <laughs> could but, be a dodgeball just, game influencer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> can I can uh, I quickly yeah, jump? Was... Can I quickly jump in with yes. another game I played? It's very you, go on. I feel like every time I talk about new games I'm playing, they're either well games I'm playing, they're either really fucking old and everyone's already talked about them on the podcast. Incidentally, I finished Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's quite good. And I'm really enjoying the Yuffie chapter. Um, but, uh, or I'm just talking about games that I find really relaxing, which makes it sound like I have this horrific life where I need to just play games that relieve <laughs> stress. Um, but here's another one. If you've enjoyed Cloud Gardens or Dorf Romantic for their their ability to uh, calm you right down. It's a very different kind of game, but there's one that came out this week called The Ramp. Um, have you seen The Ramp? I have seen that. It's, it looks very nice. It's basically a very beautiful little toy where you just skateboard in it. Um, it's it's. I hate this term, but if you need to, if you need it put this way, it is barely a game. Basically, there's no end goal, there's nothing to it, it's just a simple set of controls, like, really well implemented in four different little skate parks, so, like, a pool, an empty pool, a ramp, uh, and, like, like a little, like a, what's a skate bowl? You know, like a bowl which you skate in. Yeah, skate park. Yeah, I guess, tiny yeah, skate, yeah. Park, skate park. Um, and you just tool about in it, there's a few different tricks, and you just, like, plays really nice music, and the music kind of interacts with your play, and... You can spend half an hour in it doing absolutely fuck all, and that's what I like out of games now, apparently. It's really nice. Um, I highly recommend it. It's only on Steam at the moment, I think, but it's it's like okay. four quid. That, it's really good. That reminds me, because I played an hour of Dodgeball Academia last night, and I was just kind of browsing Game Pass, and I played an hour of Skate 3. I was like, do you know what? I'm going to boot up Skate 3, and I played the first hour of Skate 3. I forgot how mad that intro is with the live-action sequence for five minutes I, in the forest. I love all those live-action things they did. <laughs> they really make me nostalgic. Yeah. Um, skate 3 mm -hmm. is the worst Skate game, though, and anyone who disagrees is oh, wrong. Yeah. But, you know, I think... it's Well, maybe I'm wrong. It was the only one on Game Pass. Is 2-1 Game Pass? I don't... Uh... It might be, actually. I don't know. Maybe I just downloaded three because I don't remember three as much. I'm not sure. It's uh, annoying that it went on Game Pass because I spent like <laughs> 30 quid on a copy of Skate 3 a while back in a like fit of I need to play Skate and it was the only one I could find in CEX. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But yeah. Anyway, yeah. I had a nice little time with Skate. Uh, 
Something else we've been having a nice little time with is Ted Lasso, because it's back. Um, the third episode is out today of mm-hmm. season two. I've watched that third episode. I'm three episodes in. Same as. Uh, that would be the case. If you've watched the third episode, you would be three episodes in. What? Uh, <laughs> Wait, I know. It's, can it's I get a calculator? One sec. <laughs> He's right. <laughs> He's done it again. He's done it again. Has, has everyone watched the first three episodes? I have. I've watched two. I've watched the first okay. two. No worries. Um, it's more Ted Lasso, which is very nice. Is it? I don't know if it's because it's been a while since I watched season one, but is this yeah. season immediately going for like tugging the heartstrings in a way that season one didn't do I feel for a like, while? So that's what I'm feeling, especially with with episode three. Oh yeah. Um, I feel like they know what they've got now, mm. and they're. I don't want to say pandering. Because that sounds that has negative connotations. But they're playing to the crowd. Like it feels like what people came out of Ted Lasso liking wasn't the fact that it was actually quite a good comedy in places. It was more that it just made everyone cry. (laughs) (laughs) And they're definitely going. And this is always the thing. Like I I enjoy Ted Lasso. I don't want to sound negative. All I think it's very good. It's very fun. I don't love it as much as the majority of the world. I think like it wasn't like my show of the year last year, where it's everyone's like favorite thing they watched. I think I think it's very good and. I think part of that is just like I can suspend my belief on things. I'm very good at like like any like mad sci-fi concept. I'm like I'm in. I think when it's closer to home, it's almost harder for me to be like this is ridiculous. <laughs> like because like I like football so much. Like I'm just like and I know you have to suspend that disbelief. And I'm doing it. I'm not moaning at the show for not being a realistic football show. Mm. But some of the storylines, especially season two, I'm like. What world are we in here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, especially with if you remember uh, Jamie Tart. The Jamie Tart stuff is wild. Yeah, like this is not how football works. Yeah. And I know that's a ridiculous. It's almost a ridiculous criticism of the show to be like that's not how football works. But it does pull me specifically out slightly. Where I'm like, I just like what what are we doing here? And I do feel like three episodes in anyway. Like the football is kind of in the background whereas you know season one it was all about them trying to stay up it was about trying to turn the team around whereas this season is definitely about the personal relationships between people it's more about like they can i think they've maybe shown one tiny bit of football in the first three episodes by uh, by episode three aren't they like 20 something games into the season so it's like it's just like ah who cares yeah um I, f- I do find myself like I really like it. I and I watched I, I, like I had a couple of beers last night and I watched a couple of episodes and I was genuinely sitting there like teary eyed, being like, oh, "So nice, everyone's so nice, I love them." Uh, but the, I do find myself teetering during episodes, being like, "Is this like really well written, like hmm. like pleasant, you, you know, like wide eyed, like pleasant story writing?" Or is this like actually quite manipulative? Like, there's bits where I'm just like, <laughs> I know. What you mean. Are you just trying to make me cry rather than like telling a story that happens to get to that place? Um, and I don't know. Maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe that's fine. Yeah, a bit like that. I, I would say as well. In season three, they are kind of. Season I think two, they are trying man. to hint on. Um, you watching in season three? three? Sorry, in episode three, <laughs> um, they they're definitely trying to hit on some issues that are maybe relevant in real life mm. and in real football as well. And I did think, like, there's one bit where, I don't want to spoil it, they use, like, a real places, na- a couple of real place names and, like, kind of accuse countries of stuff. And I'm like, is there going to be any backlash to this? Kind of just painting whole 
countries in a light? I don't know. Well, I yeah. Know, I mean, they use like a fake company and stuff, though, right? And, like, yeah, yeah, but they use a place yeah, that's true. in that's that true, company. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I would be happy with that if I was from that place. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Emma, are you enjoying it? I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, it's just like, it's a nice little wholesome show, isn't it? Mm. It's sweet. It's warm. Um, yeah, I, I like how, um, I mean, how deep are we going in terms of like spoilers and stuff? I don't want to ruin it if people Yeah, let's not listened. spoil it too not, Let's not spoil season two. Keep it like yeah. general. Okay, yeah. So like, I think one thing I'm really interested in is like not just kind of like what the team is up to and what they're having to deal with right now, but also just like how in the first season you had like obviously Ted, he's such a friendly person and just tries to get on with like everyone. Um, mm-hmm. And he had some people that he kind of had to win over like in the first season and then he like succeeded and it was like yeah everyone's happy and friendly like a big family big football family um and yeah i like that there are like new characters that he kind of has to win over in Mm. this as well and it's interesting to see like how they're different um and how they're dealing with that i think already we're starting to see like some of these characters warm up to him though which i thought it would be a much longer process um yeah it does feel like yeah. a show that really doesn't want that conflict arc again, where it's like in the first in the first yeah. series you had that wide like you know she's trying to sabotage him stuff. Whereas in this yeah. season, it doesn't feel like there's one giant storyline that's going to carry yeah. over. It's kind of more. It doesn't really feel like too much of a Ted Lasso show either, because I'm not sure really sure what his character arc is over this season. I'm not sure what because he's not in it a whole lot compared to some of like they seem to be focusing on some of the other characters a lot more, mm. which it's not a bad thing because I think. He like Jason Stakes is great when he turns up and delivers his his little lines, mm. which are very good. I I do like his little metaphors and stuff. But yeah, I, I'm excited to see the rest. It's yeah, I'm enjoying it just the same. Like I'll watch it all, I'll enjoy it, but I just yeah, I won't think about it too hard. I think is the best way to to watch that show. Yeah, I yeah. mean yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, don't pretend that it's doing anything other than no what it is. Well, I'm, it's not. It's no Dream Team, is what I'm saying. No, 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 no. Dream Team. It's basically a documentary. That that show. That is the thing, because like, it's a it's because it's a rare like football thing that's translating massively over to America, and everyone in America is watching it. I'm like, I do wonder, like, if we showed them Dream Team, would they go? This is amazing drama. I do have. Like, or would they... I, I know we said this about the last season as well, but hmm. is it like? It feels massively patronising that they have to put in American language for some of this stuff. Like, when mm. when there's a character who says, like, I followed you for a couple of blocks, and someone's, and they keep talking about ties. They're getting ties, not draws, and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah. do we really think that, like, an American audience literally can't understand the term draw or, like, like well, I don't even know what, yeah, yeah, like, streets. Like... Yeah. It feels really bizarre to me. Like blocks don't even exist in London. Like there is no such thing as a block. <laughs> so it's just mm-hmm. I just find that really strange. Like I don't know why it's, they it's a insist weird on weird hybrid mishmash of a show, isn't it? But yeah. ultimately very nice and enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um hopefully this is something that'll be very nice and enjoyable and probably will alienate quite a few people. But that's kind of what we're good at, I think. So we thought there's not a lot whole whole lot to talk about this week so let's let's come up with a couple of features so the first one we've got is a couple of weeks back well maybe even a month ago now the nickelodeon like smash bros game was announced mm. can't remember exactly i should have written down what it was actually called i think it's nickelodeon all-stars yeah there we go nickelodeon all-stars and we thought 
That's all well and good. I like some of those characters. They're not necessarily the ones closest to my heart, though. So we thought, why don't we come up with the British sitcom Super Smash Bros. game? I don't know what we want to call it. Maybe British sitcom Smash BSS? BSS. Basically, we're going to have three characters each. We're going to build our roster from British, the history of British sitcom and... Yeah, but like maybe how they fight. I don't know. We're kind of going fairly loose with this, but it, it could be fun to see. Like, imagine playing on this this roster of heroes. Frankly, that oh. we're going to come up with it. And I don't know what either of you have come up with. So we could have some duplicates. I doubt it though, because that'd be very bizarre if we've managed to pick duplicates of these characters. There's a lot mm-hmm. of sitcoms. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so who, who wants to go first? Uh, Someone go first. I'll go. Go on. Go. Go straight in. With the greatest British sitcom, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. But I'm not going for Garth Marenghi. I'm going for Dr. Lucian Sanchez, played by Matt Berry. And there's a, there's lovely. a very, that's there's a lovely pick. A, there's a very good reason for this, right? Cause he fits. Cause number one, dude does kung fu. Like that is a big part of that show is that he's constantly doing that thing where he does like, Whoa! yeah. Uh, <laughs> like if you don't know, I did that thing that kung fu people do with their hands. You'll know what I mean. Um, <laughs> And, uh, so he's got, he's got fighting, like, I think a lot of sitcom, British sitcoms, to their detriment, do not focus on the fighting styles of the characters in them. <laughs> and, yeah, you really have to think outside the box on some of these. So, like, how would they fight? So I'm thinking Lucian Sanchez comes straight in with quite a technical, you know, technical fighting game style, a lot of different moves, stances, thinking like tech, yeah. like Tekken style character stances. He's, he's a mixed martial artist, basically. He's a, he's he's a, a master of the he, art. Yeah, he's he's got moves. Um, <laughs> he's very flexible, <laughs> but crucially, he also has a gun. So uh, <laughs> he's got a little pistol that he whips out every now and then as well. Um, some range. And I think that's, yeah, I don't know if I'd use that as like, I'm thinking that more, again, like Tekken, like any character with a gun or a sword or something usually uses them for special moves, not as like standard moves. So I'm thinking mm-hmm. your Smash style specials. Um, if we're going for Next an ultimate, step. if we're going for an ultimate, oh, mate, Liz Asher comes in, uses her psychic powers, uh, like f- throws forks and stuff at people. That would be great. <laughs> That's fantastic. And also Have just the voice Have you seen Merengue, Emma? I haven't. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm just in awe at the treat. moment of it's this genuinely, description. It's the greatest are, show of all time. You are in the position of many viewers right now, and it should be fixed because it actually just went on Amazon Prime in the US. Yeah. So the US people can watch it for, like, very previously quite difficult to see, but it's only six episodes ever made and should watch it. It's incredible. Oh, um, wow. okay. And also, he's got... And it's on 4OD over here, can so you, it's easy to watch. Can you imagine mm-hmm. Matt Berry doing voice lines for this game as well? Like, it's it'd be going, so good. Wow. Well, just him going... K-O. Yeah, I, d- well, I don't know what situation <laughs> this would happen in, but you would have to get in him going, you and he were buddies, weren't you? <laughs> That's just what I want to hear all the That's time. That's like his intro line when he walks into the, into the fight. <laughs> yeah. Are we re- are we thinking this is like a super smash? We haven't really talked about it too much. Is this like a super smash style game with like eight characters on screen, or is this more like a Tekken, like one on one? In my head, this is straight up Smash Brothers clone. Like yeah, it's cool. it's Amazing. ultimates, it's special moves, and it's yep. silliness, bombast. Exactly, that's a great first pick. So we've got we have got uh, Sanchez, yeah, from Garbrengi Sanchez Arena. Emma, who who have you got first up? All right, I'm going to keep it classic. So I'm Go going, only fools and horses. <laughs> yes. You have to pick Del Boy, right? <laughs> okay. Okay, so first What's he got off. Up his sleeve? <laughs> he's dressed as Batman. 
<laughs> right? Okay. Yes. That's a licensing issue straight out of the gate. But we'll so, yeah, we've got Perfect. knockoff Batman. It can be like wrong colours and maybe it's not a bat, maybe it's like a weird sort of bird or something. <laughs> flying squirrel. A horse. But yeah, a horse. flying squirrel horse, yeah, something like that. But it's definitely Batman, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so one of his moves would be like so you know how he's you know he's a wheeler dealer mm-hmm. um he definitely is he's going to be one of those characters that like stands on the edge of the stage and while everyone else is fighting he's just throwing out like random stuff in hopes of mm-hmm. hitting someone so like toasters vhs tapes three-wheeled vans just just absolutely just Whole nonsense well, that's it. I'm, yeah. think, I'm thinking like ultima it's the what is it a robin reliant just like drives reliant onto the robin, reliant yeah. robin just like fucking slimes onto the stage from the other side that would be great be why so isn't this good. being made which I is, know, actu- right? which is actually batman's ultimate in uh in injustice <laughs> so you could basically just steal that move can, whether- we, can someone just mod this injustice with del boy is del boy is batman <laughs> with the <Reliant> robin. <laughs> that would be so good please oh. okay so another move so you know like mario's got his like got water more. pistol type or whatever it is yeah. he's got a hose right mm. so dell's also ripping that off but it's attached to a peckham spring water bottle <laughs> oh, right. okay yep yep that's a classic episode <laughs> i see you're well versed in only fools and horses yeah I, I'd say, I gave this a lot of thought. Once you told me, I was like, okay, I've, I've got to think of some good stuff. You really stuff. have. You put guess. way more thought into this than yeah. I have. <laughs> if there is an ultimate move, I could guess now what it might entail. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. All right, well, let's see. So I've sort of got, we're sort of a mishmash of characters here. So, you know, Ness has got like his like PK fire and then his mm. bat. So Dell's got kind of his own version of that combo. So he like sort of, He's wearing, at this point, he'll have his sheepskin coat on, right? Okay, change. Outfit change. <laughs> quick, yeah, quick costume change. Maybe it's over the Batman suit or the horse suit or whatever you want to call it. Well, this um, could be a stance thing as well. Like, he just, he's got two different costumes. You switch between them and get different movesets. Like, he's, yes, he's combo. That would be that cool. Work. So what he'll do is he'll, like, pull his jacket down a little bit to show off his, like, really bright jewellery. And that'll, like, <laughs> stun another player. And yep. then he will... Good cut a cord that will just magically appear because it's a game and a chandelier, a chandelier. will fall on I them yeah the chandelier the chandelier is coming <laughs> i'd also like if he had sort of like it's like almost like a wrestling move where he lands on someone but it's when he's yeah. falling through the that's bar. exactly what i was gonna say yes. like, an, like an elbow drop but it's him falling yeah. through the bar <laughs> People knock off only for the sources. I occasionally, it's occasionally on TV. I'll put it on. It's enjoyable. You watch the I whole like episode, don't you? Horses. If you catch it, you watch it to they're the very end. Very long as well. You forget how they're like an hour long. Only no, they're not. They're, really? They're, maybe with adverts, but Bloody like, they're, hell. they're long episodes. Um, but yeah. Any more for Dell, or is that is that Dell's full move set? That's, so uh, yeah, that's his full move set. But feel free <laughs> if you've got some, add them on. No, I, I thought you you absolutely <laughs> nailed that. That is. That ticks every box we're looking for for BSS, I think. So he's on the he's on the roster. Good stuff. Um, first up, I have got. I couldn't not do something from I'm Alan Partridge. I couldn't not. But I'm not going for Alan because again, it's too obvious. We'd I think. be he'd be rubbish as well. Yeah, I've gone for Michael the Geordie from <laughs> I'm Alan Partridge. <laughs> SAS trained. <laughs> he's he's yeah. been in the army. He's seen things. Um, because his basic moveset is he just has a gun and he moves on fire. He moves on fire. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. And he, he's he's very nimble. He can. He's basically a bit like 
Snake in Smash Bros, but mm-hmm. Michael the Geordie. Imagine that. Uh, he also has kind of like an incendiary, like throwable grenade, which is just a very hot cup of beans. Um, that <laughs> wow. that's, that's genuinely good. <laughs> um, he does. He does have a spoon, but he has no reason to use it, so he will not be bringing that out. Um, this will mean so little to some people, but I love that we're having fun. Um, and I don't. I don't really feel too much about it to be honest. And he's got one ultimate ability where. He just calls in an Apache helicopter <laughs> and that's it. And it just kills everyone. <laughs> and then it just, he just flies it into the sea at the end. It's kind of, a, it's a great, that's like his victory screen is him just flying a helicopter into the sea. Um, it's fantastic. I, I get Michael the Geordie in BSS is what I want. Uh, Joe. Yeah. Who's next up? I was thinking about, cause a lot of these characters, you're like kind of, you're kind of trying to, to mould them into the shape of a fighting game character. Yeah. and But I was trying to think of a, a sitcom character who comes with, like, a pure, like, unfettered aggression, who would just slot yes. in seamlessly. And initially, I was going to say Aid Edmondson's character from The Young Ones, because he's just violence personified. But mm-hmm. then I thought, more interesting, I think, would be uh, Patsy from Abfab, um, Joanna Lumley's <laughs> character. <laughs> Because she has, wow. like, a vein of deep anger. Um, mm-hmm. And I think... <laughs> and is also pissed out of her mind most of the time. So you get the kind of... I'm thinking, like, drunken boxing style. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, that, like, weaving, like, stance. I, I've never really watched Ab Fab, so you're going to have to catch me up on, yeah, what these moves could be. Really. Well, she's just a frightening figure. Um, I'm thinking of her as, like, <laughs> as, um, as a BSS's take on ganondorf just like big like powerful Mm -hmm. slow you don't want to get in her reach um no no she'd have like it would be one of those kind of like like a zoning ranged attack like not something that's going to do loads of damage but she just like flick cigarettes at people (laughs) just like (laughs) just and maybe there's that kind of you know like sakurai likes to put in little little details it's like the flicks will be randomized and if it hits you with one end with like the the filter end doesn't do that much, but if it hits you twenty five percent of the time, it will hit you with the ash end, and maybe you get set on fire. Bit of um, burn damage, yeah. And I just think she'd just fucking smash people with a wine ball. Not basically, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, just like really dangerous, like aggressive attacks from Patsy. I like that. I like Patsy that. Is good. In. Yeah, Emma, who's next? All right, I went for Nessa from Gavin and Stacey. <laughs> yes, good. <laughs> that. that. Would work. Yeah. Absolutely. You can see it. You can, you can just see yeah, it. you can see her in the leather skirt and you know, her, her tattoos. Just absolutely smashing people up. Just <laughs> yep. charging through the stage. Like I'm thinking high speed, like barreling at people. That would be really mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Like um is it King Day today from <laughs> Imagine? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know if she has a big hammer. What does she have? So one thing I thought that would be quite cool, and we kind of mentioned this with Dell a little bit, but you know how like Zelda can like bring out that like knight that yeah. like shoots across the stage a little bit. I was thinking with Nessa, she could call out like Dave's coaches. So he like <laughs> drives onto the stage in his this coach. This is the most I've heard about Gavin and Stacey for years. <laughs> we're bringing it back. We're making it relevant again. Um Yeah, so... Dave would drive on, and then you can control the coach kind of like Wario's bike. Mm-hmm. So you can just kind of like, yeah, 
like drive mm-hmm. into people and knock them off stage and stuff. Um, I also think like she spends a lot of time like working in the arcade. So like her like just regular like one of her like neutral moves or a B move would just be like throwing coins at people. That's good. And then yeah. if you throw like enough coins, a like arcade cabinet will like shoot up from the floor and that will be like that's genuinely a great smash brothers mechanic like you throw enough to activate the Mm -hmm. one big hit like that's yeah that's i hope sakurai's listening sakurai i mean i hope so what's he gonna do after (laughs) smash brothers he literally did the smash brothers ultimate he's got all of his Mm -hmm. characters before he retires i want to see him do bss it's a nice project i think it'd be a nice (laughs) like very different vibe for him but in his mm-hmm. comfort zone. Uh, is there any more to Nessa? Or is, 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 is that it? Just kind of big, powerful... Just big, powerful energy, really, from Nessa is what we've got. She is. I feel like she would be a character that would, like, shout as well and use that to her advantage. <laughs> just, <laughs> so kind of just like... shout. Yeah, yeah. you know, like... We've, we've had, like, attack of the arcade machine, driving coaches into people and <laughs> shouting. Shout. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yeah, she she would use it kind of like kind of like Kirby's move. You know when Kirby like sucks you in and like steals your powers. Mm-hmm. Okay. It would be like the opposite of that. So the shouting would like push people away. I don't know. It's you'd like have like field. all kind of stuff yeah. on screen to show like oh, people blowing Del Boy's Batman costume off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he can't yeah. use his use his moves. <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming together in the mind now it isn't is it? you can see it can't you? you can see it playing out i'm calling it now amazing nessa's op it's just yeah. oh definitely without yeah. a doubt yeah and her taunt it, would be oh what's occurring as well because yeah of course you have to don't you, you absolutely have to. exactly amazing um another good shout um i just kind of picked some of my favorite sitcoms and thought who the hell could fit in mm-hmm. <laughs> so next i've gone with I've gone with the League of Gentlemen. I was thinking League of Gentlemen. Such a massive cast of, char- of weird characters. I was originally going to go Papalajou, but then I thought, mm, is that is that okay nowadays? I don't know. Yeah. Although he's, they insist he's fine. I'm, you know, not for me to say. Um, instead, I'm going with Edward and Tubbs tag team. Yes. So the like, owners like of the ice climbers. Shop. Oh my yes. gosh! It's amazing. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> basically. <laughs> Tubs, she can throw explosives, her snow globes, they just explode and cause ice damage, mm-hmm. uh, slippery surfaces, people sliding all over the place. Yeah. Um, Edward, so there is a, a storyline uh, in, in the League of Gentlemen where Edward killed a chimpanzee, a goat and a pig, sliced them together mm. and buried them in a construction quarry to scare away road builders. <laughs> Yeah. What a show. Um, he can just deploy that as a stun. It, anyone who sees it is stunned for a couple of seconds. They're like, what the hell is that? <laughs> I'm just, um, I mean, turning people into scarecrows is a good, like, station, you know, like a, a freeze move as well. You can, yeah, you exactly. can get that. Um, I'm just thinking of the stages as well. Like a Royston Vasey stage would be amazing. Just oh, with yeah. the village street and the village shop as well like uh yeah. and their ultimate of course has got to be unleashing their son david <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they just they just shout david and he comes in and just just has a go at everyone imagine I'm, a giant like werewolf like thing i'm thinking like bob in overwatch like yeah a bit like that flies in exactly yeah they just shout david and in he comes and they're just terrifying people and then they'll just shout a lot of stuff like local like this is a local stage for local people stuff like that that is very um 
it's just yeah well this started as a bit of fun but i genuinely think we've got a hit on our hands i want to play it we're getting into it yeah uh oh is is it me it's the last round yeah who else have we got to fill out all right the initial nine maybe later we'll come back to this and add dlc yeah we'll do dlc (laughs) um i do like the idea we i didn't think about the stages at all because uh the uh, Dark Place Hospital would be a really good stage. Cause yeah. Because you, uh, you could have the, you know, like the, um, you know, the, the Hyrule Castle stage where you've got like the cave at the bottom and stuff. Yes. You could yeah. do like the basement of Dark Place Hospital underneath like the normal wards and then the roof where he always plays saxophone. <gasps> oh, it oh works gosh. so well. Um, <laughs> you should watch Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Ever. Uh, the, uh, my final one, I've barely watched this show, but I just think it'd be a really funny character design. I'm going for Jim Royal from the Royal Family. Because I like the idea of I him... I almost did the royal family. Him, yeah. like, flying around on his armchair like he never gets out of <laughs> yes. it. Like, he's driving yeah. about in it, just belching. Like and Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Just throwing laughs> he's the Rob. Um, yeah, so he's got, Throwing like... club biscuits at people. And yeah, stuff, and wow. he's got, like... Yeah, I actually genuinely don't know very much about Jim Royal, but I just think he's... That's a really funny image. I'm thinking, like, limited, yeah. limited jump abilities, but really oh. high damage, like, dash moves um Mm -hmm. and uh yeah doesn't he get really sad when like the old lady dies so uh maybe he just cries at people as well yeah he would (laughs) yeah yeah, he would yeah i mean uh he's got an emotional side like most of these characters are just pure fun but he's got he's got an edge of drama he's known for he keeps hold of that remote maybe you can do something with the remote maybe make people rewind or slow down or something that's a good idea like Like, like the film click maybe yeah like the film click maybe he's um Maybe given he's got a bit more sort of depth to his character, he could be like the lead character in the campaign mode, like Subspace Emissary. <laughs> I guess to, it's like Jim Royal on a on a journey through. Ah, oh, because he's watching TV and all the other characters are on it, so that's why he's fighting oh, them all. They, it's like Wonder Vision, basically. Yes, Wonder Vision. <laughs> why not? <laughs> Amazing. Jim Royal's in. I mean, no one's going to be denied from this roster. I don't think. <laughs> Jim Ross, definitely. Everyone uh, is here. <laughs> There's plenty of room. Nessa, <laughs> who's yeah, next? That's it. You'd want the normal Smash Bros guy who shouts the names. Yeah. Oh Just yeah, for Jim sure. Royal. Jim Royal. <laughs> uh, Emma, who's last up for you? So I went for Jim from Friday Night Dinner. Oh, have you guys seen okay. Friday Night Dinner? Yes, I time. have seen. Yes. So yeah, like he's like the. The strange neighbor. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like we'd have to have his dog yep. in in the game somehow. Yep. So I was thinking maybe you could have like Wilson is sort of like his projectile. Okay. So you sort okay. of like send Wilson out. But sometimes, now Joe mentioned like having that like random element. Mm. I'm going to say like maybe a third of the time the dog will also drag him across the stage. That's good. Mm-hmm. So he'll kind of like yeah. slide along and just smash into people. Um, you, could also, quite fun. you could also have um, Wilson like shitting elsewhere on the stage and then people like yes. slipping in it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I didn't even consider that. Yeah. I feel like Wilson has to be a big part of his character because they're just always together, right? Like well, in every it's, episode. It's, uh, I'm trying to think. Is it Rosalina? In Smash Bros, who has like the the oh she has Luma yeah the Luma, and that's like her attack. So she doesn't really have much of an attack to her. She's just like the base character. So he's got that like same like Devil May Cry. Exactly, he's, he's V in Devil May Cry Five. <laughs> oh 
he's got Wilson. That would there be we really go. good. That's there's some real your Emma, yours have been actual good game mechanics. Um, mine has Thank just you. been like Patsy has a wine bottle and some cigarettes. <laughs> You've actually got like no, I'm gonna apply some real proper design thinking to these characters. Mm-hmm. Spent way too much time on this last night. <laughs> Is there any any more, Tim, or is Wilson the main mechanic? So the Wilson's definitely the main. I think Jim, he's very clingy. So Mm. I feel like if you do manage to sort of push him off the stage, he's going to be able to get back on like really easily. So Mm -hmm. yeah, he can recover like super easily. So if you push him off, his arms and legs will like stretch really long so that he can try and like grab onto like a ledge or another character. Because I feel mm-hmm. like that's basically like what happens in the show. <laughs> um, like he, you know, he's always trying to get into their house and have dinner with them, and they're always like, "No, thank you." Yeah. Um, also, I feel like he should be able to teleport too, and like creep up behind people. <laughs> Why not? Like you yeah. know, just sort of Give popping up all over the place because that's kind of what happens in the show as well. Like mm-hmm. he, you know, he's always at the window, or he's at the door, or he's in the back garden, or on the roof, mm-hmm. or wherever. So yeah. Um, and I feel like he would be really good fighting, like, up close and personal as well. He'd have some Amazing. good little yeah. punches. He's also in. We will have to differentiate between the two gyms here. Is, is Jim Royal Jim Royal? Or is he Royal or JR? I mean, I don't know how we're... This think... could get messy is what I'm thinking. I just, yeah, I think I think he's, you know, he's written on the screen as Royal. Um, yeah. But you do have to have the Jim Royal <laughs> whenever he's getting selected. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah, and we could have Jim and Wilson for for jim mm-hmm. maybe nice uh, we've only got one more go on I'm just sorry i've just started thinking about theme tunes as well like imagine the fucking soundtrack you've got half the world away by oasis oh. coming on nice. <laughs> victory screen i'm really hoping you're about to say peep show because i think flagpole sith there would also be a really so good soundtrack i didn't do choice. peep show because i was convinced you were gonna do peep i show, did and i thought super hands is exactly too super hands is good. so good like him we've yeah. just let's have a let's have a brief segue yeah. to talk about superhands interactions in this game because i'm thinking he's chucking snakes at people <laughs> he runs Swans. really fast because he's got yeah. uh yeah because he's because he goes to wembley or oh, windsor windsor yeah I, sorry yeah. i just I'm remembered that i we made a joke that i'd run to wembley and <laughs> i'm now superhands in my own head uh <laughs> what else would he do i mean obviously he a could, lot of drugs. He could take... Oh, <laughs> you could choose different drugs to take that have different effects on his abilities. So that he's, he's like... Uh, there's, there's the great bit where he smashes the TV. Yeah. And maybe his, his ultimate is summoning the twins. <laughs> you know, the twins. Yes. Uh, exactly. That'd be great. Uh, Always talk about um, bloody twins. Uh, yeah, sorry. Do your final one. My final one is actually... It's this, it's this, uh, it's an ambitious concept here for a character. I'm going for... The priests from Father Ted. All of them. So here's, here's the concept of the character. So you start as Father Ted Crilly mm-hmm. and he holds the holy, the holy stone of Clon Rickett, yep. which is a big part of one episode. And that allows him to transform into different priests, okay. kind of shadow characters. So each one has different abilities. So I've got a few examples. Of course, Father Jack has strong melee attacks with his hairy hands, mm-hmm. uh, like very powerful man. Father Noel Furlong, that's Graham Norton's one. He has a sonic shriek. He does a big shouting contest in the caves. Is is a maybe my favourite episode. Um, 
Also, Father Finnegan, he's the dancing priest. He has an agile move set. He has a bit of mixed martial arts to him as well. So, kind of him going up against um, Sanchez could be a very good fight if you if you if the Holy Stone is if the random roll on that gives you a Father Finnegan. And my last example of that would be Father Finton Stack, who is just a horrible priest. Uh, he's the one who replaces Jack when he has the hairy hand syndrome. Um, so he just plays ear bleeding jungle music out very loud and smokes a lot. Ear <laughs> bleeding jungle just, music. I just like the idea of lots of shadow character priests mm. coming in, and you don't know which one you're going to get when you uh, enter the arena. <laughs> oh yeah, that's quite good. Like if the transformation is completely random, so that you you yeah. as a player have to have to react on the fly They're as just, well. Like it's a very they're all very good characters, but it's a high risk strategy because you might just summon one you don't know as well. Mm. So like. But they're all powerful in their own way. So, yeah, I just... And maybe, miss, like, it's not... So I wanted to keep it to the priest, but maybe once in a blue moon, you get a very powerful Mrs. Doyle who just serves tea and just chucks very hot tea at everyone. So that would be, be quite good. good. Yeah. Yeah. I like but, how yeah. much of this is, like, a random number generation game as well. Like, there's something... Oh, yeah. Like, you can only get away with that in a Smash Bros. type game. I think that's... I think that suits us. It's our it's our USP. Yeah. At our studio. Like that's a great... Well, that's our roster so far. I feel like it's a, it's it's we've got to do a feedback section for that. I mean, people got to send in their ideas. Yeah. Send in, uh, yeah, send in who you think should join the first batch of DLC on the BSS roster. We do um, retain copyright on anything you send in, though. Exactly. Like, exactly. So Chris just know that made. you are not entitled mm-hmm. to royalties for any exactly. any choices we Gym make. Jim royalties. Jim royalties. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com if you want to do that. Said I've got another little feature. This will be quite quick. I just, I have people every now and then ask me, is this film good? Or they say, oh, how's the CIMDB going? And do you know what? I haven't updated in a little while, but I just like, occasionally I mention a film on here and then someone messaged me saying, I watched that film. It was very good. I never heard of it before you said it. So thank you. Mm. So I thought, what I've done here is I've gone through each decade starting with the 1950s and gone here's five or six films from this decade that maybe you haven't seen that i think you you should see and these aren't like obvious films i'm not gone you should watch alien or you should watch psycho or you should watch the godfather or star wars there some of them are, are big films but you know some of them are films maybe that go under the radar a little so I mean, I'll, this is just basically I'll do a different decade on on slower weeks. I'm not going to do all like nine decades, whatever it is, seven decades. So, shall I start with the fifties, or should we just go random? Should we pick a decade? Go with the fifties, mate. I don't know, mate. I don't know yeah. anything start about the, the bloody fifties. I mean, you like so. There's some here that may be obvious to people, but people just haven't seen. And I'd say in each of these decades, I've gone with one massive film that you should have seen. Mm-hmm. So. And the first one is a very obvious one, but it's Vertigo. But I imagine a lot of people haven't seen Vertigo, despite it being commonly voted like the best film ever made. I don't personally think it's the best film ever made. It's a very, very good film, though. Um, And it just edged out North by Northwest as my Hitchcock pick for the 50s. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what uh, Vertigo is, it's the story of a retired San Francisco detective who suffers from acrophobia who investigates strange activities of an old friend's wife all the while becoming dangerously obsessed with her. It's just a very good thriller. I don't know if either of you have seen Vertigo. I actually haven't much to my embarrassment. This is the point of this section. Watch Vertigo. It's incredible. Um, my second one, 12 Angry Men from 1957. 
have either of you seen 12 angry men no no <laughs> you're about to name loads of big films that i should have watched that i haven't and i'm going to out myself exactly. as a rude this is the point this is the point I'm, I'm trying to encourage people to watch these films if you don't know what 12 angry men is it's basically it's you've got like it's the jury a jury is out and they're discussing it's a whole film set in a jury room essentially it's 12 men trying to decide if a young Spanish-American man is guilty of murdering his father. And it's basically an hour and a half, roughly, of just debate and talking about trying to work out this case, basically, all set in one room. And it's just very... If you want a very good courtroom drama of an hour and a half tense chat, then, you know, that's the film for you. I wouldn't say it's a film you watch over and over again, because once you know how it ends, you're like, that's that's yeah, that's it, kind of, if you know what I mean. I've watched it once and really enjoyed it. Um, from 1950, we've got Rashomon. Have you seen Rashomon? No. <laughs> I have not. I know what it is, would, though, because everyone copies it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing. Like, And this would be my... I, I'd say, I think this is my first Kurosawa film, and it's a good first Kurosawa film, because it's probably, as, I don't know, that and The Seven Samurai are probably a good place to start, but if you don't know what Rashomon is, it is basically, it's a film about, uh, I don't want to get too wanky, it's a very, like, it's about the human condition, essentially, but um, it kind of is famous because it was doing clever things at the time, as in, it's all about this one story, but told four different ways, so it uses, like, camera and flashbacks to basically reveal the complexity of the hu- of human nature and it's about four different people recounting different versions of one story of a man's murder and the rape of his wife so it's you know it's not as it's not as you know horrible as it sounds but um basically yeah it's like these the same story told four different ways and trying to work out who's telling the truth essentially um it's just a, it's a very good film um yeah and we've got two more. Have you really seen The Searchers from no. 1956? No, okay. I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. Uh, it's a Western. It's it's John Ford and John Wayne. And it's, it's the, I don't really like John Wayne that much, but I do love The Searchers. And it's basically, he plays a Civil War veteran who spends years searching for his young niece who's been captured by Native American Indians. But his motivation becomes increasingly questionable. It's quite, it's a film that like, it's, it's a very interesting film to watch because it's the way it approaches racism like wasn't really being done back then and it's kind of it's just a very i don't want to spoil it but it's just a very interesting film and it's got one of the most famous like last final shots of a film it's just very beautiful to look at mm-hmm. uh and the last one and this is by far the wankiest choice on all of these i will say the 50s is going to be the one where people like these sound old and wanky we get towards the 70s, 80s, 90s that people are like, oh, these sound cool. Um, <laughs> this is the last one. Diabolique or Le Diabolique mm-hmm. is a French black and white horror film <laughs> that is seriously one of the freakiest films you'll ever watch. It is so good. I don't want to ruin it, but it has one of the best twists in any film you'll ever see as well. And basically it's about this man who is murdered by his wife and the mist and his mistress, mm-hmm. and the women beca- become increasingly unhinged by a series of odd occurrences after his corpse mysteriously disappears. And it's a very cool premise. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say anything more about it than it's a French black and white horror film, which will instantly put a lot of people off. 
but it's a really cool story. Has that that sounds like something that sh- would have been remade? Like, have I yeah. think no it that? may have been. I think was the film Gaslight, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that Psycho definitely like it insp- helped inspire Psycho a lot. Um, let me see. Has it been remade? I've only ever seen the French version. Of course. Um, let's have a look. Diabolique. Uh, it was made. It was remade in 1996, but by French. Yeah, I don't know if it if it has had a, a like an American remake. I'm not saying it but should yeah. have. I'm just saying it's interesting. No, no, me. I know what you mean. It feels like the sort of story that would have been redone. Yeah, but yeah, there you go. There's some pics. Let me know if you watch any of those, and we'll be back for some more popular ones later. Of course, we started with the fifties, but you know, I might watch Lady Diabolique. I'm interested. It sounds, sounds really cool. Really yeah. I mean, I might watch lots I've, I've, of those. I'm not saying the rest weren't interesting. <laughs> it's just that one. Yeah, I'd not heard of. It, it is really cool. I've got, I've got the Blu-ray. If you, if All right. Yeah. Okay, we definitely send it in an Uber. Send it in an Uber. Come on. <laughs> Here's my. So that, is that? I bet when Lady Diabolique was made, they never thought it would be sent in an Uber to someone on Blu-ray. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, but yeah, there we go. Uh, should we do an endless search? It feels like we've been playing games for ages. I'll, I'm, well, let's do more. Exactly. Inside, in the UK, IGN crew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, on the ones and twos. we got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I've got a question for you. Hold up the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, on the ones and twos. we got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I've got a question for you. In the search. So, I've done an endless search this week, and I've kept it simple. I mm. thought, let's just do a bit of video game character, who am I? <laughs> I'm going to be a video game character, and you're going to take turns to ask me yes or no questions until one of you has worked out who I am. Love it. Very simple concept. Sounds no good. limit on the questions, it's just until you got it. I've got three here, but we'll see how long the first one or two take, because if the first one lasts forever, we'll just say it's best of one <laughs> okay so i've got three characters who who wants to go first and they're all yes or no questions i may remind you Don't i'll go know. first yeah go for it go on are you from a first person shooter yes oh i know it no i don't <laughs> <laughs> uh are you a character with a voice Yes. Are you a man? Yes. Are you Big Halo John? No. <laughs> Can't remember his name. <laughs> um, I know he's. You... Co- Sorry, I just want to point out. I know he's called Master Chief. I just don't know his actual name. Just to make that clear. <laughs> Big. I love you just didn't know Master Chief was. That was Big Halo, that... John. Sorry. Um, have you been in a game that's released in the last three years? Yes. I'm trying to narrow it down and I'm just confusing myself more. In the last three years? Was your game critically acclaimed? Yes, yeah. 
Can I just make a guess? You can, of course, you can make a guess. Are you the Doom Slayer, Doom Guy? No, no, no. Dun, dun, dun. Lots of lots of different questions you can ask here. You is can you... ask them about the game as well if that helps. Yeah. yeah. Is your game uh, a console exclusive? No. Are you from a game that has a campaign and multiplayer modes? Yes. Okay. I don't know. Like, I've answered all these questions truthfully, but you know, some of them may mislead. Is what I'm, you know. I need to write down the answers. I've forgotten what I've already asked. You've got a, a first-person character who has had a game in the last three years. Has uh, single player? Has multiplayer? Is a man? It's not uh, not console exclusive. Not console exclusive. <sighs> what the fuck? Don't, don't. And none of these are obscure characters, by the way. I've picked, I've picked, you know, I've not gone. Is this you know. character the, are you the lead character of your campaign, of the game's campaign? Oh. No. Interesting. It's an old one to answer, but no. No, because no, I think the way you've asked that is no. I want to take another guess. Uh, I mean, yeah, that counts as a question. Are you Adler from no. Black Ops? Do players play as you? Yes. Okay. This is really hard. Um, no. If at any point you need clues, I can provide because this could go on. Feels ahead. like it might. Yeah, maybe this this get a little clue. Well, I would say that Emma Emma got warmest of her last. Okay. Last one. You, you were, you're getting warmer. Okay. And when I say they have a game in the last three years, that doesn't mean they haven't had games before that yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. It's what I would say. Don't focus on. They don't have to have arrived in the last three years. Do you have any, like, special skills or abilities? What, like, that a normal person wouldn't have, like, special powers? Yeah. No. Are you Captain Price? I am Captain Price. There we go. One nil to Joe. Got a couple more. That was probably the hardest one to to start with. I'm ready. Um, Number two. Joe starts this time. Who am I? Who could I be? Uh, are you a player character? Yes. Does that oh. narrow it down? <laughs> <laughs> um, are you from a battle royale? No. Do you use weapons? Uh, that's interesting some of them aren't as simple you know it means it's not obvious uh, Mm -hmm. um, let me just see 
Technically, yes, but I wouldn't get hung up on that, okay? Okay. Um... Can I ask the same questions that I've asked before? Has your yeah, game released yeah. in the last three years? They they have had a game release in the last three years, yeah. I'll say it's the same as before. They're, you know, Are you human? They've had ones previously. Yes. Yeah. Oh, sorry, that's just a yes. It's not, it's not like a... Mm. <laughs> what is human? Yes. <laughs> Asking the big questions. <laughs> Um, so we've got a playable human. That a playable human. <laughs> Do you have a voice? That's such a good question. Right. That's I. Uh, uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm, yeah. What? Okay. Yeah. You have it, and we it's hear good. it in the you game. Don't. I shouldn't. Have, yeah, I shouldn't have picked such a one that has. Yeah. Yeah. What a weird way to answer that question. Uh, are you a Nintendo character? Yes. Oh. And you're human? Yeah, we've, we've had that. So that narrows it down a little bit. Um... Yeah, I can confirm I am a human Nintendo. A human Nintendo. <laughs> are you... A man? No. Are you Princess Peach? I am Princess Peach. Wow, yeah. that was good. Whoa. I'm really glad. You could, I was. Were good. you looking at me and going Princess Peach? I was. You've got. A, you've got an aspect. Um. Oh, I was. I was going to go for Luigi, but then. Uh, yeah. Then the man Luigi. question came up. So, do you know what I mean? Like she does in Smash Bros. She does have weapons. Yes. And yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got that like turnip and, or something, right? Yeah, she, <laughs> she does have a voice actor, but in not many games, mm. really. But, she mostly yeah. just goes Ooh! like that. <laughs> that was a very good piece. That's uh, that taken away somewhere. It is too naughty, Joe. Do we want to do the third one? I love this do game. Do it to save. Yeah, face. we, we should do it. Go on. on. Save I don't mind. Face. Come on. Right. The third one. Who? Who? Who the hell am I? Oh, I'm going first, I know. Yeah. Um, are you from an RPG? No, uh, um, no, no. And if some people argue this game's an RPG... No. No. Maybe it has small RPG elements, but I would not call this game an RPG. Okay. Um... Uh, are you human? Uh, I was. It's better not be an outrider, Cardi. I don't want to have to deal it's with not naming an outrider. An outrider. I'm not, I'm not. Um, I technically am, but I, I might not look like one. Okay. Did your game release? In the last two years. So this year or last year? No. Okay. Uh, are you considered a classic character? Actually, I would scrap, so. scrap that. Can I, can I, can I, okay. can I make that Go clearer? On. 
Are you yeah, a character yeah. that has appeared in multiple games? Yeah. Okay. Do you have a voice? <sighs> no. A bit of bit of maybe a bit of a groan or something. <laughs> you're not you're not gonna speak to one. To one. That helps. Uh, are you are you a player character? Yeah, but also not. Okay. <laughs> um, you are. You are. Yeah. Sometimes. Right. I'm, I realize I'm not answering these yes or no, but I'm just trying to make it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair. <laughs> okay, so you appear human. So are you like an alien in disguise? No. And how dare you ask that to me? <laughs> that makes it sound like you're a man in black. Uh, are Maybe you? Are you? Uh, I don't fucking know. Uh... I will say, when you ask the playable question, I'd say, in one game I am... In another game, I'm not. <laughs> Behind <that> this door. <laughs> uh, oh, fucking hell. Are you? Are you? A, are you demonically possessed? <laughs> no. Okay. No, I'm not. I love if someone just tunes it at this point. Just ask. It's like we're just grilling me. Like just very hey, chill. Like yeah. Are you like? the like main character in your like are you like an iconic character from like this this series of games i would say games? it's a very iconic character yeah it's yeah i would say it's at this point in time you would call this an iconic character i genuinely have no idea this game it's harder than you think and it really to to narrow this down and, and then when you tell us game. we'll be like oh of course are you is it my go? Yeah. yeah. Are, Just you, take are you a fighting game character? Or do you appear in a fighting game roster? That's a good question. I don't... I, I, I don't know why I'm asking that's a good question. Cause I'm... Uh, 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 uh. They, are, they are in... Yeah, they are in. They are in a... Yeah, that's why I'm thinking it. Because they are in a video. Yeah, they are in one. Yes. Fuck. <laughs> They are in a. They are definitely in one. I just had to check it. Jesus. Um. Are you old? <laughs> I. Uh, that's not really. I don't know. <clears throat> that's that's not a question. I can. Like, do you really... have grey hair? I don't know. <laughs> not that it makes you old, but I'm just human- like. You okay, know. If this makes it clear. Technically, I'm a human, but you might never see the human part of me. Jesus <laughs> Oh, it's it's not an obscure character. It's just very hard. I shouldn't have picked it because it's almost impossible to answer any questions about. Them. Are you? In, uh, is your game and is one of your games an FPS? Yes. Fucking hell! I would call it that anyway. And you're not even <laughs> human. It is an FPS. It, it's definitely. Mm. I don't know what what clues could I give here. 
Um, I think we need a clue, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be here forever. (laughs) So, in the first game in this series, I'm considered a villain, but in the second, I'm not. That feels like such a big clue, and I can't work out what that is. Mm. I think it's one of those, I mean, and this is going to sound stupid. When, like me, you know who it is, it sounds very obvious. <laughs> but when you're trying to think of any video game, I can say that the... Maybe this will help. Let me say that... The first... game in this series came out on Xbox 360. on that generation and later came to PlayStation 3 in 2007. Mm. I'd also say it's one of the most critically acclaimed games of all time. This is so annoying. Uh, wait. <laughs> no. I don't know. It's a game Jesse hasn't played, I believe. Is People are going to be going fucking mental at home, aren't they? They might not, because yeah. it's... I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, what else can I... Without just completely... The dates. Um, I've had... Three games in the series. One was a sequel. One was not really. <laughs> what? Not really? Uh, um, da da it did it win our game of the year? I don't know. Saw that. Uh, what did we give it? We gave it a nine point seven out of ten when it came out. Wow! Um, oh my god! It won our PC game of the year two thousand and seven. Uh, um takes place underwater <laughs> oh for fuck's sake <laughs> you're a big daddy i am a big daddy look at oh me oh my gosh <laughs> at... come on you should have guessed that immediately just looked at me and gone are you a big daddy <laughs> and i would have gone yes i am <laughs> today and every day uh today today i will be a big daddy um, that would have been well, that a was very. In the end, that would have it? been a very funny start in their eyes. <laughs> Someone comes <laughs> out as a big daddy. daddy. <laughs> what the hell are you singing? Um, right. Anyway, that was that was a good game in the end. I think I don't know. Probably painful for some listening, but um, don't blame me. You can blame me all you want. It was um, fun. Have a little. It was. It's always fun for us. I feel. <laughs> uh, we've got some feedback. Let's do the feedback quickly because. We do run long these days, but I don't think... Is anyone complaining? When I listen to podcasts, I often want more, so who knows? It sounds like you're getting quite defensive about something that hasn't happened yet, Cardi. <laughs> no, no, I'm just I'm just very wary that we used to be like a 50-minute to an hour podcast. Now we're like hour and a half consistently. But um, I'm into it. Uh, Emma, you've got the first piece of feedback, I think. Yeah, so this is from Daniel Roberts. Says, hello, you lovely lot. I hope you're all doing well. Are we doing well? We all good? Yeah, I am. Well, yeah, Friday, I'm a big daddy. He's a big daddy, <laughs> and I get to look at a big daddy. So that's that's my oh, whole. We're life. so lucky. My interest. <laughs> <laughs> I write to you now at one a.m. during a bothersome bout of insomnia. Oh, Ooh. that's rubbish. 
And with a 14-hour shift ahead of me in the next six hours, I decided it was prudent to send a message. Well, let's do it. Hopefully, we'll be staying up with you next time you're listening to the podcast. (laughs) Um, I recently played The Ascent, and it was on Game Pass and apparently interesting enough, so I gave it a go. To my horror, when beginning the game, I know... (laughs) I was met with the most meagre character creation I had seen in a long time. The worst being that I could not name my character. It is shocking. I say shocking. I'm not having a proper go at the game. I just found it <laughs> shocking. I'm like, I like a good character creation. And yeah, you can't be Big Daddy do that. in the Ascent. Exactly. Exactly. As I've mentioned in another email, I love creating characters. Be they Wildlands Johnny Freedom... A George Michael loving US Patriot motocross champion. <laughs> That's Good. a mouthful. I like Johnny <laughs> Jimmy the Creep, a rogue, <laughs> as well as his sister, Crimmy the Jeep, a heavy weapons I like expert. Crimmy the Jeep. <laughs> I went into the ascent already with a character in mind, Quantum Keith. Yes. I like, yes. <laughs> I like Quantum Keith. Quantum Keith is Daniel's take on a Buck Rogers type. Very nice. nice. I was left heartbroken when I realised that my name would exist purely in my head. Well, it's all right. It exists in ours as well now. Yeah, exactly. So my question, sorry it's taken so long, is do you think that if a game is going to have such a basic and unsatisfying character creation section, that they should maybe not even have it, but instead just create characters that the player can engage with? It's an interesting question. question. I... I do agree, Daniel. The uh, character creation in the Ascent is poor, and I love a good character creation. Like, like I said, I started up Skate Three last night, and I spent way too long um, making a character that looks nothing like me, and I probably won't see again for a long time. I did the same <laughs> but, thing. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, the Ascent one's bad. I think they purely have it just because it is a co-op game, and it allows you to look different from your friends, so you can easily spot them more than anything. I think it's probably from a gameplay point of view, but yeah, the actual choices available are poor and yeah it's a shame you can't name your character it feels to me like if i'm if i'm remembering correctly the ascent is a pretty small team and it feels to Mm. me like that's the co-op thing is the right thing it's like you don't want four people who look exactly the same but they probably i mean they made a game that looks kind of incredible for the size of studio they are and like yeah maybe it's just a point you know it's just a resources thing it's like getting that involved shame you all just you can overpick you can just be a human. Like, there's so many cool-looking alien yeah. races and creatures in that game. Like, let me be a cool-looking alien or something. That's what I've like, said I'd for like years. That. The next Mass Effect game should not let you pick to be a human. You should have to be an alien. I want to be a Turian. I want to be a... I haven't finished three yet, I want, I want to be I want to be one of them... Uh, what's Morden called? What are they called again? Bug-eyed uh, boys. Don't... Yeah. Salarian? Salarian. I want to be a Salarian. That'd be cool. Yeah. I want, I want a Turian. I am... Um... Yeah, I'm still going through three. I just did the Omega DLC stuff, and Nyreen was one of my favourite characters. Mm. Fantastic. I like a Turian. I want to be one. Um, but yeah, Daniel, <laughs> it's a shame. I like a good character creation, and the Ascents is not good. Uh, Joe, you're up. Another Daniel. Daniel Tate. Reminds me of the very poor indie band Little Man Tate, if anyone remembers that, from <laughs> 2008. Uh, right. Wow. Hi. This is not really a possession story. <laughs> I forgot we asked for <laughs> possession we... stories. I think we did also ask for monkey stories, but we'll save those up, maybe. 
Maybe the monkey. Oh, do you think we're going to get a monkey special? Who knows? That would be fucking great. Uh, right. <laughs> possession. This is not really a possession story, but it's the closest I have to one and cannot remember any of it. Okay. <laughs> Good start. So this was back in 2012, I think. It was whenever the royal wedding happened that gave us an extra bank holiday around the May bank holiday. Which wedding was that? Oh, Kate and, Kate and Wills. I took a couple of extra days off work and planned five days of drinking. Now, as a 20-year-old living at home with no expenses, this was a great idea. It got to the third or fourth night, and I'd been for a night out in Newcastle. Yes, please. World headquarters. Uh, don't really remember getting home, but do remember sitting, eating crisps, and drinking water before passing out in my bed. I awoke to the next morning to my mam yelling at me. Uh, isn't it great when someone with my accent says mam? We'll, yeah. we'll come back <laughs> to the content of the shouting soon. My ma'am was awake around 6am and heard a rumbling up, happening upstairs. Kept an ear out and just assumed I was going for a slash in a drunken slumber. I, I, I would love it if that was her words. I kept an ear out and assumed <laughs> you were just going for a slash in a drunken slumber. I wait, uh, she waited and the noise subsided. Ten minutes later, she heard me again. She waited and the noise subsided again. She decided to investigate. Waddled up, waddled up the stairs. What a horrible way to talk about your mum's walking. (laughs) Waddled up the stairs to find me in my bedroom, bollock naked, facing the far wall. Somehow got me to go back to bed and went back downstairs. Ten minutes later, you guessed it, she heard me up and about again. Came upstairs, but I'm fast asleep in bed. Goes to her bedroom where my little sister was sleeping because some work was getting done in her bedroom. No quilt. Looked down the side of the bed. Nothing. Went into the bathroom to find her quilt perfectly laid out on the floor and my boxer shorts in the corner. Then she heard my sister shout, Ma'am! That's the sound the sister makes. The bed's all wet. (laughs) Now back to the yelling. I was awoken to my ma'am shouting, Dan, you have pissed all over my bed. To which I replied, it wasn't me. I received the well-witty, well, it wasn't fucking me, was it? (laughs) So, yeah. Either possessed or drunken sleepwalking, you decide I had arisen, thought my mum's floor was the bathroom, peed all over her bed, which my sister was sleeping in, all over the floor, and even and even in the wardrobe, all over her clothes. Needless to say, I had to pay to replace everything and apologised, but I still went out on the drink that night. (laughs) Apologies for the long email. If you don't read it out on the podcast, hopefully this gives you all a chuckle. Lots of things to respect in this email. The sea, alcohol, your mother, but unfortunately, no respect for myself. <laughs> I like that. Oh, um, possessed by I, I drink. I did something similar when I was like, my parents have the story with when I was like six. I, I almost did that on holiday because like, I was, I was on ho- holiday in a house and I tried to like, I thought that I must have been sleepwalking and thought the toilet was their wardrobe in like the house we were staying in. I think they stopped me before I actually did it though. So good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. Um, yeah, no one wants. Uh, yeah, is it possession though? That's why we've got to get to the bottom of here, or is it just a very drunk man? <laughs> it's definitely a very drunk. Man. <laughs> definitely drunk. Yeah, it was a very, it was a very, very clever way of getting us to cover you having pissed on your mum's bed. <laughs> <laughs> Something that most people wouldn't be so eager to share, but sounds like Daniel really wanted to tell us. Daniel is into it. He's into the scene. (laughs) (laughs) Respect the scene. Um, I've got one last email here from Anthony Clegg who says, Hi guys, love the plod, plod, love the pod, blah, blah. I'm the guy who introduced butter on Weetabix, Mm -hmm. which seemed to start a whole debacle of podcast listener shenanigans. It really was one of those points in our, in our lives that we'll never forget. It was a nexus. Um, 
Yes. The main highlight for me was when Joe said, Anthony Clegg, you're a fucking freak. I stand by it. <laughs> that, yeah, you, and you definitely said that, because mm-hmm. that's the sort of thing you say. Which, to this day, is still my message tone. Oh, <laughs> that's lovely. <laughs> that's if you want a new one, Anthony Clegg, you're a very nice boy. See if he'll use that one. <laughs> <laughs> nah, stick with the freak. Yeah, stick with the freak. Um, anyway, on to the point. I was talking with a friend about how many meals a day we have. What? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> oh, oh, man, the pandemic has fucking ruined small talk, hasn't it? You get back to the pub and you're like... <sighs> so, uh, how, how, many, many, how many meals do you have? How many meals a day are you averaging? <laughs> fucking hell. Three? Yeah, me too, me Solid too. You know what? Actually, I rescind the very nice boy. You're a fucking freak, Anthony Craig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there we go. Uh... He says, I was talking to a friend about how many meals a day we have. When I pointed out, I only really have lunch and dinner. Similar to me. Yeah. But when I was younger, I couldn't survive without four meals. Cornflakes for breakfast, sandwich packed lunch at school, a large evening meal, and then a second bowl of cornflakes for supper. My mate thought this was mental. (laughs) So I ask you, is breakfast cereal for supper mental? Or was my friend brought up wrong? Anyway, respect the sea, the sky, and football day. Do not respect the sky. I want it put out there. No. We do not respect the sky on this podcast. <laughs> what I will say here is that I'm kind of... Uh, I, I do sympathise, actually, with Anthony the Freak. Um, but um, I kind of... I don't have breakfast, so I kind of do my meals in reverse, in a way. So I have lunch and dinner, but then I do often have a bowl of cereal at, like, 11pm or something. Because I'm weird and I stay up till like 2am most days, I kind of have dinner at like, normally I have quite an early dinner between like 6 and 7. So by 11, I'm a little bit hungry again. So I kind of have my breakfast in the evening as kind of almost like a dessert. Have a nice cereal as like Mm. a a dessert. And that keeps me going until like 2am. Because sometimes if I don't do that, and indeed last night is one of these occasions where I stayed up to 2am, 8 at 6pm, 8 hours there about food, woke up, still haven't eaten today, and I tell you, my, my stomach is rumbling. What you should have done is eaten breakfast today. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been the easy way just, to do it. I'm weird that I just don't, I never feel hungry in the morning. Like, when Didn't I wake you just up, say like, you woke up hungry? But I, I, that, so my stomach, eat. my stomach wakes up hungry, like, yeah, the thought of eating like kind of makes me a little bit like, I don't know, like. Not ill, but no. I know. I, I, you I, don't you know, want it. Yeah. You know when you get up really early for a flight, and you yeah. feel weirdly sick. I get that sometimes. Yeah, um, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm all for breakfast in the evenings. I'm not, but I don't also don't like cereal. So that's just a thing. Yeah. I'm just not into Look at it. us now having the chat of how many meals a day you have. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're cool. talking about a very specific question asked to yeah. us, Anthony. Mm-hmm. We are not on your side. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm quite yeah. often a two meal man. Yeah, I'm pretty. I mean, yeah. I'm pretty much a two meal man. I was a one meal man yesterday, like an idiot. No, I just forgot to eat no. lunch entirely. But then I went out, had a big old kebab with my dad, so it was all right. Ooh, oh, very nice. So you can't, you can't be a big daddy like me unless you have two meals at least a day. Two meals plus a little midnight carbo load. <laughs> That's what you got to exactly. have. A little bit of crunchy nut or something, or Weetabix minis. I like a Weetabix mini. Oh, um, I like the bad cereals, the ones that are really bad for you. They've got all the sugar on them. Nice yeah, Weetos. I mean, the, the only cereal I've liked as an adult was the brief time when they did crunchy nut cornflakes, but with peanut butter flavouring. And that was, Ooh. that was pretty much you all I wanted. Wow. The peanut butter, like, 
Not crunchy nut cornflakes. Cr- clusters. Yeah, the clusters. Yeah, I could, you can't find yeah. them anymore. Can't you? No. Oh, I thought you could. They're the ones. They're the best. I love those boys. Yeah, very good. Anyway, remember, send in your uh, British sitcom smash characters into... Did I say shitcom? I might have said shitcom Maybe. there. I don't know. To IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. And do you know what? I don't want to leave our American friends out. So maybe there, maybe there's like a season pass where some US sitcom characters come in. Yeah, like so maybe the, the, the yeah. soup Nazi from Seinfeld comes in. All that stuff. Exactly. Like, get them involved. And I don't even want to limit it to the US. International. Anyone. If you have a great sitcom character, maybe limit it to one. I don't want people sending in like five because, frankly, we will not read. We're not looking for pi- we're not looking for pitch decks. <laughs> we we just yeah, want exactly. we want emails. Please. One that you. Yeah, focus it on one great character. Anyway, I think that's it. Um, what music should we have? Uh, um, I was going to say the Ted Lasso film, but I don't think so. Uh, oh, it's got to be some British. Which British sitcom do we want? Let's have which, Half the World music? Away from the Royal Family. Bit, it's such a, a nice song. Family. Yeah, and go on. As you're listening to this, imagine Jim Royal on his sofa smashing into Nessa. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. It's been a pleasure. Goodbye. Sweet dreams. Bye. I would like to leave this city. This old town don't smell too pretty. And I can feel the worn inside running around my mind. So what do you say? You can't give me Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.